Hello and welcome to the WCU Podcasts Podcast. My name is Josh Thompson. I am Patrick Frazier. This is Scott Cooper. And I'm Jayla Montgomery. Welcome back to our second show of the new and rebooted Podcasts. Uh, we'll call it Podcasts 3.0. As we move forward here, this month we have got uh, a lot to talk about, including profiling one of the admissions team's newest transfer counselors, Jalen Montgomery, as well as doing some highlights of the uh, spring sports uh, and winter sports that are currently ongoing here at WCU. Yeah, it's always a busy time when it comes to athletics. Uh, We've had uh, quite a few highlights this past winter uh, in in sports, especially with men's basketball, and we're looking forward to an exciting spring uh, as we dive into our spring sports that are coming up as well. So starting off, let's talk a little bit about women's basketball as we come to the end of the the season for our Lady Catamounts basketball team. Specifically, a couple things we wanted to highlight uh, in Coach Kylie Hill's first year at the helm. uh, We uh, have a couple of individual uh, student-athletes that deserve some recognition, specifically uh, Lauren LaPlante um, has... 13 three-pointers over the course of the the year, which ranks sixth in the WC record books for most three-pointers in her career at 127. She needs 19 to take over fifth place overall for the course of the rest of her career, and that is next season. So she will have a chance to break the school record, which is 214, uh, and is held by Lauren Powell, who was here from 2005 to 2009, Asheville native, one of the best pure basketball shooters we've ever had here at this university. I was part of the Kelly Harper, uh, who is now the head coach of the Lady Vols at Tennessee, was part of her teams that won conference championships and were uh, made the NCAA tournament. So anytime you can supplant one of those Lady Catamounts uh, from that golden era of, of WCU women's basketball, you're doing something right. So Yeah, Lauren Powell is always a, an exciting player to watch, especially with uh, Harper teams. Because uh, those were the teams that took us to two NCAA tournaments, uh, and Powell was definitely the cornerstone of that. So if you're closing in on a record of hers, then you've had a really good career. Yep. Another uh, another player that we want to highlight is uh, sophomore Jewel Smalls, who also had an incredible season. Uh, Smalls had 675 uh, points uh, in her career, with 345 coming in this uh, this season, 330 her freshman years. So, uh, so you'll look at. Um, both Smalls and LaPlante to lead the team next year. They do have a Southern Conference tournament to play over the, the coming week, uh, and so hopefully they will do well there and build on Coach Hill's first season at the helm for the Lady Catamounts. Yeah, it's been a, been a rough first season, uh, which was to be expected kind of coming into it, but they really started picking up the pace the last couple of weeks. So as they, as they wrapped up the season, uh, they, they lost a couple of games, but the losses at the end of the season were all less than 10 points, so they were really competitive in those games, uh, really have shown a lot of growth over the season. Uh, so it'll be exciting to see how they do uh, heading into the tournament this weekend. Excellent. And uh, as we talk about the Southern Conference Tournament, let's shift our focus to the Catamount men's basketball team who have had an excellent year under second-year head coach Mark Prosser as he has really done a great job rebuilding this program. Uh, it is a good mix of seniors and underclassmen who've helped the Catamounts get out to an 18 uh win season this year with the opportunity to get a couple of more. Uh, you're looking at potential of the first 21 season in a number of years here for our men's Catamount basketball team. And uh, Coach Prosher clearly has been uh, pushing the right buttons. Yeah, and they had some really competitive and close games at the start of the season. Uh, lost a heartbreaker to Florida State. Uh, they were leading with a few minutes left in the game and ended up losing that game 79-74. to 
uh, had a double overtime win against uh, Jacksonville University the very next game. Uh, done really well in conference, uh, picked up some big wins that weren't expected uh, of us throughout the year. Uh, and so it's going to be exciting to see what kind of run we have the opportunity to make heading into the tournament. I mean, even uh, finishing out the season at home in Cullowee with a 109-78 to win over Samford, uh, the fact that you're beating a conference opponent by that much really shows the growth that this team has made over the last couple of years. Yeah, I think that you look at the seniors who are graduating um, with Anno Steger and uh, Carlos Dotson, they will leave big shoes to fill. But one of the more surprising um, additions this year in, in that we've never seen Mason Faulkner before this year as he's a transfer, um, is he has really come on very strong and will return next year for a uh, redshirt senior season. So he will clearly be the undoubted leader of the team uh, moving forward. And if you look at the most recent game as of this recording, that senior night um, victory over Samford recorded the second double, uh, triple double of the, uh, of the season um, with 16 points, 10 rebounds, 12 assists, which was a career high. Uh, and he really has just rocketed out in his first year um, with the Catamounts. Yeah, so be interesting to see how they make a run here in the tournament, have the potential to actually be an NCAA uh, a team for the first time since 1996, mm-hmm. uh, which would be an exciting time in Cullowee if we were able to, to have a team in the, the field of 68. Uh, so be interesting to see how this weekend goes. Yeah, I think that the, for the first time in a long time, the Catamounts really have a legitimate opportunity to do some damage in the Southern Conference Tournament. Uh, they should be coming in as the fourth or fifth seed, uh, depending on how the, this weekend's results go. And again, that would be as of this recording. We don't know those results, but by the time you listen to this, we'll know exactly where the Catamounts sit in the Southern Conference Tournament. Uh, but they really have a chance that the only conference losses that they've taken are to the top three or four teams in the in the uh, SOCON and I think this is a time to just acknowledge that the Southern Conference being a one-bid league for the NCAA tournament is outrageous Uh, when you look at the Western with 18 wins on the season could be 19 uh, to close out the uh, the season is the fourth team in the conference fourth best team in the conference Uh, you look at a 24 win team a 23 win team and a a 20 and 19 win team already um, that the fact that ETSU, UNC Greensboro, Furman, Western um, are not multiple of those teams are not going to make the tournament is is really a shame because of the way and the quality that this that this uh, conference has produced. Uh, ETSU uh, and that's not including Wofford, who is having a down year but still beat Chapel Hill, which is uh, kind of a the gold standard in men's basketball. Um, and so you the, the conference is so deep and. For only one team to get in, and the, that's the tournament team, is really a shame. Um, especially when you look at some other conferences that have a big name but don't necessarily play big basketball. I'd put us up against the Pac-12 at this point pretty much any day of the week, and they're going to have multiple teams in the tournament. So um, it'll be an interesting uh, NCAA season. Uh, hopefully the Catamounts can make some noise in the Southern Conference tournament uh, and could play spoiler getting into the NCAA tournament. Yeah, and, and and I have a feeling that several of these teams that you've mentioned, if they're not in the NCAA tournament, they'll at least be in the NIT tournament uh, and have the opportunity to make some pretty good runs in that tournament this year based off the records, the teams that they've played. You know, mm-hmm. Wofford beating uh, UNC Chapel Hill uh, was a big game, and, they, and they've beat them before, which is – so it's not, you know, that shocking, but the fact that they beat them in uh, Carolina just makes it even more of a, a game for them. And the fact that 
they have the potential of not making it into the NCAA tournament, having beat these caliber teams, and they're still below us, and we have that opportunity to not make it. Yeah, the fact that they're not even in the top half of the conference right now is kind of remarkable. Um, and I think that you look at ETSU, I'm just going to, they are the team this year in the Southern Conference. And if you look at ETSU and how well they've played, they've, I think they've only lost four games. And one of those was a loss to Kansas by four points. Kansas is, you know, a runaway top four, number one seed in the NCAA tournament. And ETSU to play them as tight as they did. And you know that game was not in Johnson City, Tennessee. Uh, so to play them at neutral or, or on the road, I'm not sure which one it was, but um, to play them that tight and for us to kind of, again, be competitive, I think all four teams that are at the top of the conference, maybe even the top five or six teams, deserve to be playing postseason basketball. So whether that is in the NCAA tournament or whether that is in the NIT or even the CIB tournament, uh, I think that Western and those other three or four teams really deserve to have their seasons continue in some kind of postseason fashion. So we'll see where that takes us. Yeah, it'll be an interesting couple of weeks uh, ahead for us. Uh, speaking of an interesting couple of weeks, uh, our and this isn't one of our winter or spring sports, but our football team's been doing a little bit of hiring and made a couple of uh, new hires to the coaching staff over the last couple of weeks with the newest one uh, on the defensive side of the house. I'll let you kind of kick it off there, Josh. Yeah, two different football, kind of big-name football hires that the uh, office has announced over the last uh, week or two. Uh, specifically, we now have a defensive coordinator. Uh, Andy McCollum has been hired uh, to be our new defensive coordinator under head coach Mark Spear. He is coming to us from as the linebackers coach and recruiting, most recently the recruiting coordinator at Georgia Tech under former WCU alumnus Paul Johnson. Uh, and so has a lot of experience. Um, he is going to uh, bring uh, head coaching experience as well as assistant coach. He's been on multiple ACC staffs with Georgia Tech and NC State. So we're looking forward to seeing what Coach McCollum uh, will bring to Cullowee. Uh, and then perhaps more notably, you would think the defensive coordinator would, would perhaps take most of the headlines. But when you bring back arguably the greatest football player in the history professional football player in the history of your program as an assistant coach that can also steal some of that thunder even though he'll be working under coach McCollum we're happy to welcome back uh, Clyde Simmons uh, home to Cullowee coming to us uh, having worked multiple seasons at in college and in the NFL as a as a uh, assistant coach so we're excited to have uh, coach Simmons back and like I said Patrick you look at his career here at Western All-America All-Conference and then spent 15 years playing in the NFL. The first player that the Catamounts had that was drafted in the NFL, he was drafted by the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, and he spent eight seasons with the Eagles. Uh, and, and then in uh, this, uh, two years ago, he was enshrined in their Hall of Fame. Uh, so you've got an NFL uh, player and all of the experience that he has coming back to Cullowee, uh, arguably one of the best defensive players that we ever had on the field in Cullowee. Um It'll be exciting to see what he can do with the, the football team, the football players, and also the impact it's going to have on recruiting future players uh, that are going to be on that defensive side. Well, for for Coach Simmons coming to us again, uh, spending last several years in the NFL working with the uh, Rams, uh, helped work with Robert Quinn, who had a 19-sack season. Uh, he also has worked uh, with Aaron Donald, who is one of the most dominant defensive tackles ever, let alone in the last uh, several years, um, a legitimate MVP candidate from the defensive side of the ball. Um, so Coach Simmons can name drop. He's also worked with the – he was uh, with the Cleveland Browns in 2017, so has worked with 
with some really, really fantastic players um, and bringing that experience to Cullowy and being able to use kind of those, those guys as examples of people I've worked with. And if you do what they did when I worked with them, look at what you could turn into is a, is a huge recruiting boon. Yeah, and his time with the Browns, uh, when he started with the Browns, they were uh, 31st in the league in run defense. Uh, and then a year later, they were seventh in the league. Uh, so the impact that he had on on that defensive line really had an impact on the team as a whole. Um, and really, when you look at this past football season for the Catamounts, our run defense is one of the things that really hurt us throughout the year. So it'll be exciting to see what kind of changes he can implement to help that run defense improve as we head into the 2020 season. Yeah, you know, like we said, Coach Simmons graduated or, or left Western and got drafted in 1985. Is still top three and top four all the time in sacks and tackles. Uh, so it has been, you know, almost 30, 35 years since he last played for the Catamounts, and he's still at the top of the record books, which shows you the kind of player he was here. But then to have a 15-year NFL career when your average NFL player spends – two or three years in the league um, is pretty impressive. So we're excited to be welcoming Coach Simmons um, back home to Cullowee and uh, excited to, for him to bring his expertise of what it takes to be a professional and, and sharing that with our student-athletes here as we've created some professional football players over the last several years under under Mark Spear with Keon Crossan, with Detrez Newsom. So being able to have that old-school NFL with the new-school NFL type players that Western's producing is a big deal. And then uh, that kind of vaults us right into our uh, spring sport preview. Uh, looking at the sports coming up this spring, we got baseball, softball, and track and field. Kind of kicking it off with track and field. It's always exciting to see how well they do for the season. Uh, they got a couple of meets kind of spread throughout the region. Uh, the first meet for track and field will be uh, the Yellow Jacket Invitational uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, against with Georgia Tech. They also have an invitational. Uh, with the University of South Carolina. If you're going to be in Cullowee, uh, the weekend of April 17th and 18th is when the Catamount Classic will be. And then that very first weekend of May is the Southern Conference Championship uh, for track and field. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see if we're one or two this year because that's usually where we end up at the end of the season. Absolutely. Uh, and so hopefully they can kind of keep that tradition running. Uh, so to speak, and and keep us in the top tier uh, for the conference. Yeah, to, to steal a shout, uh, to steal a, a phrase from Scott Cooper. Shouts out to uh, Carter Unger, one of my orientation leaders this year, who is uh, her second year uh, here on campus and is doing great things uh, as uh, one of our pole vaulters for the indoor and outdoor track and field team. So we look forward to her. Uh, doing really well and representing not just Western but orientation in a great way. And then we'll uh, switch from the, the track surface, which if you're uh, visiting Cullowee, it's a brand new surface. They've been working all winter on putting a brand new track and field surface down. Uh, but we'll switch from there over to the closer diamond to track and field, uh, which is the softball diamond. Uh, it's going to be in an exciting season for softball. Um, they've started the season uh, with some games at Clemson, uh, and then they are, they're going to be playing number 14, University of Georgia. Um before we ever even get to conference play. So it'll be interesting to see how they do this year. Yeah, actually defeated Clemson in their first ever home softball game. Um, and Clemson earlier this season defeated uh, Georgia in a game. Uh, so this is the for uh, a really exciting time for Catamount softball uh, when you can go 2-2 two and two having spent two games in the ACC um, 
and Clemson debuting their team. That's pretty exciting, uh, especially with the resources they have down there that your average Southern Conference school does not, even if it's a first-year program. Uh, it is, like I said, the resources are very different. So um, specifically, Savannah Rice, a freshman pitcher uh, for the Catamounts, was able to shut out Clemson uh, in that game, went seven innings, complete game for softball, uh, won the pitcher of the week for the Southern Conference from February 10th to 16th, which is the first time a freshman has had that uh, honor bestowed upon them since the inaugural season of Catamount Softball when Mindy McKenzie won the award uh, six times over the course of one season and was one of the all-time great pitchers, again, on the diamond for either men or women uh, that Western has ever had. Uh, She ended up transferring after two years, but her first year here on campus was uh, truly dominant. And um, that was the year that in their first ever season, the Catamounts won the regular season Uh, conference championship uh, went into the Southern Conference tournament as the one seed so that team uh, was was truly incredibly built Um, coach Smith left a year later to go be the head assistant at LSU which is a SEC is a dominant softball conference so um, but enough history lesson is actually uh, the first time since 2016 that any Western pitcher has been named pitcher of the week in the Southern Conference so um, that's exciting to see that in her first opportunity to go seven innings, complete game shutout of an ACC opponent really kind of sets the bar quite high for what we expect out of uh, uh, Savannah moving forward for her Catamount career. So excited to see what she can do on the on the diamond this uh, this weekend against some really quality opponents, not just SEC foe Georgia, but also I believe a uh, Big Ten opponent. Uh, I think Illinois is going to be down there this weekend as well. Um, but it is going to be uh, it's going to be a big test for our Catamount softball team. But really exciting to have uh, a couple of freshman pitchers uh, playing very well right now as they start the season two and two. Yeah, and they've got some uh, big games on the schedule this uh, year. So uh, we'll highlight a couple of them uh, on March 18th. Is going to be a doubleheader against Appalachian State University. Uh, that those games will be taking place uh, in Boone. Uh, and then they'll also be at the Cavalier Classic uh, for the University of Virginia on the weekend of March 27th through the 29th. Uh, they'll be playing the University of Buffalo, Presbyterian College, and the University of Virginia. Uh, keeping it kind of outside of the conference on some of the big games on April 22nd, which is a Wednesday, the University of Tennessee will be in Cullowee, uh for a game as well, so be sure to mark your calendars calendars for those games and as always you can check out their full schedule on catamountsports.com for all of their complete game schedule you can even listen along online uh, so be sure to check those games out throughout the the season and then we'll switch from one diamond to the next and dive into baseball yep the catamounts have started five and three started five and oh to start the season with a series sweep uh here at home against chicago state uh and then we're able to actually upend illinois so pretty much the state of illinois belongs to the Catamounts. Uh, Five straight wins against college teams in that state, including the Big Ten Illini. Uh, So a great start to the season there. Uh, Hit a little bit of a skid the last several games, uh, uh, dropping games to Kennesaw State, St. Joe's, uh, and then an extra inning uh, loss here in Culloway to Georgia State. Uh, 10-9 and 10 innings uh, weren't able to quite pull that game out. Getting ready to start a pretty exciting uh, tournament, though, as as we move forward here in the season couple of uh, catamounts to note senior uh, Emmanuel Wilder um, has played very well uh, and then um, 
and so we look forward to seeing kind of where we go. Zebby Matthews is the uh, is the leading kind of pitcher right now. He has six strikeouts on the young season, so hopefully continuing to play uh, very well. Yeah, it's going to be an exciting season for the the Catamounts. Uh, you know, and it keeps our recent trend. We might struggle throughout the season, and then really pick it up in the tournament. Uh, it's kind of been the trend that we've had the last few years. But the fact that we're off to such a good start in the season is kind of uh, a nice little feeling for the Catamounts to kind of get us on a winning streak uh, going into the season. Hopefully we can kind of keep that going all year long, get a much better seed as we head into the tournament uh, that will be taking place. Uh, near the, the middle of May is when the Southern Conference Tournament is. But when you're playing some of the teams that we've been playing this year, you know, you mentioned – uh, Illinois, but we're also playing Ball State, Michigan State, Kansas. We got some big name teams that we're playing this year uh, to help prepare us for not only the SoCon tournament, but also the NCAA tournament, hopefully, as we hit the summertime. Yeah, I think that the Southern Conference is a really strong baseball league. So, in what really amounts to it, it's not preseason, but it is. You're, you're out of conference schedule. Um, so, being able to play some really strong teams to prepare you for what you're going to get into with the Southern Conference is important. A couple other individual and team kind of stats to highlight courtesy of Daniel Hooker, uh, junior uh, infielder who's a transfer this year, Daniel Walsh is fifth in the Southern Conference and leads the team with a 481 batting average. So uh, playing very, very well, very, very hot to start the season through the first 10 games. Uh, and then defensively, the Catamounts have turned nine double plays, which leads the Southern Conference and is tied for seventh most in the NCAA. So you're looking at a very defensively sound team on the infield, uh, which can make a major difference come tournament time, even if the bats are cold. Um, if your defense keeps you in games and gets your pitchers out of jams, um, then you're going to be competitive, and hopefully those bats heat up um, as the uh, months get warmer. Yeah, so it'll be an exciting time here in Cullowee. Make sure you uh, check out some games this season. Uh, same with the women's team. Uh, be sure to check them out on catamountsports.com. Uh, you can listen to the games uh, broadcast live on there, as well as, of course, come out to Cullowee or catch us on the road uh, if you're in the area for one of our games this season. So that will be all for our <clears throat> winter sports recap and spring sports preview. Uh, as we kind of wrap up this portion of the telecast, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and then we'll be right back with our counselor spotlight with Jalen Montgomery. So right back after this commercial. Our May 1 tuition and housing deposit deadline is rapidly approaching. If you are an accepted incoming freshman student, you must pay the $150 housing and $150 tuition deposits by May 1st. To pay the deposits, go online to your MyWCU portal at mywcu.wcu.edu. And welcome back uh, following the commercial break as we enter into our counselor spotlight for the week. Uh, this time, uh, you know, our first spotlight was Adam Ray. On the freshman side, mixing it up a little bit this time, we're going on the transfer side of the house with Jalen Montgomery. So, Jalen, we'll have you kind of start off, introduce yourself, a little history about yourself before you started working in the Office of Admissions on the professional side, but we'll also highlight the student side as well. Okay, so my name is Jalen Montgomery. I'm from Shelby, North Carolina. I received my Bachelor's of Science in Business Administration and Law from Western back in May of 2019, and then I started working for admissions in August, so I'm glad to be on the team. So, Jalen, you didn't take much time away, right? Nope, you not at all. A month? <laughs> yeah, a month, a month to get a family vacation in, and then I moved straight back. 
So what made you decide to jump straight in from having been a key part of the entourage team, mm-hmm. holding kind of leadership roles, being kind of a, a, a very visible face on that, that student side to really jump into professionally into the mission? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I guess to continue like working for Western, but from the professional side as well. Um, also, I was going to get my master's degree, which I just applied to grad school today. Mm-hmm. So it kind of gave me that up advantage to come back and join all the familiar faces and also get back into pranks. So. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I mean, this is a prank-free office. Mm, okay. No, I'm, I'm an outsider to admissions now. But I will tell you, the fact that Jalen is still here shows shows you everything you know need to know about this woman's commitment, because y'all are brutal. I mean, uh, y'all are me. brutal. No, whoa, whoa. Not y'all. Scott, <laughs> Scott isn't in it. Scott stays in it. Four walls. Everybody knows my slogan. <laughs> Four blank walls. Yes. Four blank, blank walls. walls. <laughs> I mind my business. <laughs> Walking into Scott's office is like walking into a, uh, a asylum. Asylum, yeah, exactly. There's no white co- walls. White walls. That's all you get. But it is going to be decorated real soon. If anybody has any recommendations of putting stuff up in my office oh, besides you. stuff that my two compadres would like to put in my office, because ain't no telling what I can walk into on a day to day basis. Um, yeah, please let me know. Just go I theme it decorate. around pro wrestling. Be good. Nah. giant poster of The Rock. I think, I don't, no. No. I, I'm a fan of The Rock. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, Even well, though I, I mean, got the Ace Bay picture that's I mean, we, to go up. I think Josh and I did a pretty good job of uh, decorating your office and camps there for a while. Negative. Uh, Negative. No. And this plays into what we were talking about with Jalen when we were talking about pranks. So, now. But his isn't as bad as mine, though. So, Ooh. I was going to have your you. Your pranks. Stop. <laughs> I was going to have you, uh. Jalen, give us some example of kind of. I think this is a really fun office to work in, uh, the office of admission, uh, because it's it's a it's kind of a it's kind of very loose. Everybody can have fun. Everybody can be friends with each other. So tell us just a little bit about a few of the pranks that you have fallen victim to over the course of your now seven months as a professional staff member. And one of those pranks is that has made it you know campus wide kind of story wise. You know, advising those which about one is this. It. Everybody on West Coast. It's the air horn. Oh, man, that's that's brutal. I yeah, would never do nothing the air too horn. Like that. I'll never forget that day because it was right before graduation, and my mom had came up to move the last shout bit of my stuff out. out. Shout out to yeah, my shout mama. Shout out to your mom. Yes. Your mom is awesome. I, shout your out to Miss Keisha Key. I'm sending this to her so she can listen. Um, so one of my coworkers, Talia, called and she was like, "I need you to come down to the office. Like, we got a bunch of people here for the tours." I was like, okay, like I'm coming. So I get to the office. She was like, I got to go change. I was like, go change. I'll go to the front desk. I was like, I got it. As soon as I sit down, it was a late reaction. But it was like, blur. And I was like, I just got up and walked out because I was not expecting that at all. And the fact that there is a video of this, and it's probably made its way around kind of, Patrick, can we get that included with the in the? Uh, no, the no, 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 no. I'll see if I can include <laughs> that you. video. It's a pretty good video. No, uh, <laughs> you don't have to see that. We we'll put it in the notes section. I don't remember seeing no. this video. Uh, oh. Yes, you do. Oh, I'm yeah, pretty yeah. sure Everybody's you did. I did see this video. You, yeah, I'm, you pretty, video. I'm pretty sure you saw this. video. I'm pretty sure we show it during orientation. I think oh we need God. to show her open house dancing. No. That's what I'm for. No. Yeah, I mean, we did have some videos from open house dancing for Jalen. Uh, I think what my favorite prank still is uh, office rental fee. 
Uh, yeah, now that was a good I'm, one. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna give lie. you the pleasure, Patrick, to tell that story. No, the crickets. Or, or oh the my crickets. God, the crickets. The crickets. Yeah. So that's if you're counting at home, that's four <laughs> the different pranks bad. in the span of eight months. Not to because the air bad. horn was when you were a student about to graduate. Yes. And then everything else, I think, has been professionally, professionally. <laughs> yeah. October. It's all been welcome to the office type items. Uh, they they make these wonderful little devices that have random noises to it. Uh, and Jalen was sharing an office with one of our other counselors, uh, Madeline Hux, uh, and I might have slid one of the uh, yeah, devices right. into their office and kind of hit it, and it made a cricket sound. And, of course, it never made it when anybody else was in their office except for the two of them. And yeah. it was quite hilarious for them to try to tear the office apart trying to find the cricket. My sound was way worse than what they did to me. I can tell you that right now. My sound was way worse. If I'd have had a family in there from the machine sound <laughs> that was in that office, it would have been bad. What was the sound? Just, it was bad. <laughs> well, that, that'll it be one of the off-air. We'll, we'll, we'll be later off-air on that one. I still have the video of when Patrick brought, brought in the ladder to our office, and you were standing there. Susie was in there. Because we could not find this these crickets. Like, I told Madeline, I was like, we have so to be you quiet. literally brought a ladder into your office to look yeah. at Like the ladder from the open house closet made its way in and our office. And if you could have seen my face when I walked out and I saw that ladder in their office, I just went back into my office for a walk. Because yeah. nobody else was in there and it was like the sound wouldn't, like, wouldn't happen. But the moment it was just, it was quiet. All you hear was crickets and like I started like looking around looking under the desk the chair and i was like you don't hear that madeline she was like what i was like crickets like it's crickets in this office and they love the crickets so much they took them home with them for the no 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah we heard them going down the road and we had to pull over in the side of the grass and try to find them before we went home so Jalen, if you don't take anything away from knowing about Jalen, know that she is mentally very strong. <laughs> the fact that they have not broken her in her few months here in admission. And, well, I will say, you did sign I mean, you, you knew what you were getting into. Having worked for the office for, how long were you here as a student? Were you here all four years? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you knew what you were getting yourself into. But I didn't think it was going to be, like, that bad. I was like, oh, the pranks <laughs> will stop once I sign to become a counselor. But no, no, I think they only like intensify yeah, even mean, more. You know, when we talk about these pranks, we're not immune to them either. I mean, no, I, no, not I, at all. I remember walking into my office and opening a desk drawer, and well, let me back up. The counselors wanted me to open the desk drawer, and I just kept <laughs> seeing the desk drawer open, and I just kept shutting it. I didn't realize that they had removed all the items from my desk drawer and turned it into a fish tank. Yeah, and I was just it. sloshing a fish back and forth in my <laughs> desk every time I shut it. And in case Pete is listening, the fish is fine. I yeah. was about to ask that question. <laughs> yeah, the, the fish uh, had its own little home, and actually, uh, I think it lives with Emily, right? It, it took turns living with the different counselors on the transfer side for several years. Um, yeah. So, so uh, you know, they got a they got a pet out of it, and, and still had a good prank at the same time. I just shake my head at the pranks that have that has have happened to me. Yeah, so. it's kind of ridiculous, but Absolutely. it's all good fun. Uh, so, Jalen, tell us a little bit about yourself outside the position. Kind of, what do you enjoy? Kind of hobbies? Uh, kind of downtime? 
Um, I like to hang out with friends and family. Um, so I will put this disclaimer out there. I do not know music or movies. So I am trying. Absolutely, you don't. That is very <laughs> true. That is very true. Yeah. I will do that. Yeah. I will do that. I don't know You're music y- nor movies. None. So <laughs> <laughs> I am outside of my downtime. I'm trying to catch up on genres uh, of everything. Everything. <laughs> I think that each person that works in admissions has provided like a list like if you've seen Mm -hmm. captain america civil war and uh cap is like going through the list of things he missed when he lived in the ice that's Uh, jalen that's (laughs) jalen she's lived in the the ice her whole life and we're trying to break her out of it and uh i will say one of the proudest moments uh was over uh the holiday break in december she watched star wars for the first time yeah what's the bounty hunter's name Oh my gosh, Adam gets me every time. Don't say it, don't say it. I'm over y'all right now. <laughs> I'm over y'all. Scott, you know it? Oh, I know who his name is. It's like Boba, not Boba. Boba? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, Adam would be so proud of me. We're going to have to make Adam, our, our previous counselor profile, is, uh, is a big Star Wars nut. And so, like Patrick and myself, um, has nah, been Scott. giving Jalen all the grief. It's good, Scott. You should get into it. No. Scott. Negative. Yes. I, yes. I'm, I'm here for all. Now, one thing my coworkers to tell you, I will come and support. I may not what's going on, but I will be there for the camaraderie. Yeah. I don't know what went on in the last three, four. How many Star Wars did we see? Yeah, Two or three? three of them. Two or three? Yeah. <laughs> Since you joined our Did not team. know what was going on, but I had my bucket of popcorn. Mm-hmm. I was in the corner. I even sat with Patrick's parents. I'm good. Okay. And now I will say at this past open house, uh, Jalen was uh, talking to Mike, our director, and I, and and uh, the song Danger Zone came on, and we both looked at her and said, what movie is it from? And she, and she didn't know Top Gun. So that's, that's been right. added to the list of movies to watch. Top Gun's overrated. Um, they were like, it's a sequel. And I was like, look who you're talking to. I don't know movies. <laughs> like, well, cool. and, and on the flip side, uh, the song I'm a Believer was oh, on. And she goes, oh, it's a song from Shrek. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, Donkey the, killed facts. that song. I will trick. say that. I will say that. I got to give you part. Donkey, Donkey went in on exactly, that one, exactly, exactly. So, so we're working on on her movies and and music list, and and her mom even is aware of it and supportive mm-hmm. of us helping kind of break her out of the ice on these things. Uh, she's even provided some stuff for the list too, uh, as we've been working on these lists. Shout out to mom once yeah. again. We yes. love her. She even said, she said, I don't know how you're my daughter because I was raised on this type of music. I was like, well, I don't know. I missed it. So we'll just have to get your mom on here and do a, a podcast with her. You know what? I think that needs to happen. Let's make it happen. I'll Honestly, send it to her. Good. So let tell me know. Tell mom to come down. I'll tell mom to come mom, down. Mom, this is your official request <laughs> from Scott. And we need you down here to talk with Jalen about our podcast and whatever other issues that may be around. Yeah, we'll get into we'll get into lots of Jalen's issues. Yeah, <laughs> no, Jalen has a lot. It's okay. Uh, so Jalen, uh, coming now. Uh, so Entourage, you know, traditionally when folks come to visit, it has, it is heavy first year students coming straight out of high school. But now you've transitioned into working with transfer students. What has mm-hmm. been the thing that has either surprised you the most, or the thing that's been the most rewarding with working with transfer students as opposed to traditional first year students? 
seeing students transfer from like two-year community colleges um dealing with first-year students they're straight out of high school like I was so that process is completely different than transfer students so I think having knowledge of both backgrounds with first year and transfer students that has really helped me to understand like they're all just trying to better themselves and get their degrees um, but the transfer students they have that opportunity to go to community colleges to get a head start on that if they want to so yeah, what if what have you had? You had a situation where you were kind of like had kind of like that aha realization that's like, oh, okay, yeah, this is like a totally different world than what I was accustomed to. Yes, the first time I went to a college fair, I was like, oh, this is not what I've been used to, like giving tours and things. This is like you're actually out having more hands-on experience with the students. So it was a lot of fun. Um, I do miss giving tours though. So. Even in the cold? Yeah, even, even in, in the, the cold. Rain. Even in the rain. That's, I miss it. That's all right. Summer's coming. <laughs> what about summertime? I haven't given it a tour yet. Well, you know what's the craziest thing that happened to me when I first started working here? And oh, when boy. I knew. So Josh would get on me all the time about sometimes you can relax, Scott. I will always shirt and tie, da-da-da-da, blazer. Yeah. So, Scott's a very nice person. <laughs> mm-hmm. So soon as uh, one day we had to give a tour because there was no tour guides. And when I tell you, I sweated that shirt out. The whole, I just threw the shirt away. I didn't even wash it. And it just made me think of that when I talk about how hot it was one day in coloring, how I sweated out my um, dress Yeah, that shirt. was like your first two weeks, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Sweated out that dress shirt completely. And I just threw it away. When, uh, you know, talking about the college fairs and everything, um, you know, we'll put you on the spot right here. How would you say the the person that trained you for college fairs did in their training? Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> who was that person? I wonder who that was, too. I believe that person would be our newest addition to the uh, podcast Was that me? That was Scott Cooper. That was the was scooper me? himself. The oh God, scoop with it. the juice is his new nickname. Oh <laughs> First of all, scoop we with the juice. <laughs> Horrible. I prom- I'm about to walk out. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Don't walk out. Scott no. Scott did train me, um, and that was a lot of fun. He taught me the ins <laughs> and outs, and I think he did good. And then when we came back, they were like, did you lose your keys? Did Scott lose his keys? Yeah. And I said, no, Scott did excellent. Mm-hmm. Like, didn't lose his keys. But did mm-hmm. he actually lose his keys? He did the day Donna we got back. <laughs> that, that was so. Cr- I literally left the keys right there under the uh, cup holder. I left them right there in the van the whole week. So I said, "I'm not, I'm not gonna be touching them." And as soon as we get back, Donna's like, "Where's your keys?" And I'm like, "Oh, they're in the cup. I'm about to go get them." I'm like, "Oh no, I can't find my keys now." And, and that's I mean, literally the last thing that you needed in this office was yeah, the keys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're not gonna talk about where they were. But yeah, I am horrible with losing things. My wallet, my keys. They were uh, in his mailbox at the post office. First of all, <laughs> stop it. Don't let the devil use you today. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't let him use you today. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. It was so bad. I don't know how I left them in the P.O. box. That was bad. <laughs> I like thinking about it. it was at bad. least you found No, because, I mean, I thought Donna was pranking me like she yeah. took my keys. That's she what was we like, do in this office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She was like, Scott, no, I really don't have your keys. So it was like, don't you know when that light bulb goes off? Mm-hmm. But it was one of them light bulbs where I was like, I do not want to tell Donna where we're about to go. So it was kind of creepy the way I, told. I said, Donna, get in the car. <laughs> and she just looked at me like, I said, just get in the car. We, I know where they at. And yeah, 
They were in the P.O. box just sitting there dangling from the whole thing. And it's only fitting because this is about – we're coming up on the one-year anniversary of you uh, losing keys uh, for Western on tour two, spring blitz. My heart two dropped year, that two year, Sorry, two-year yeah. anniversary for our spring blitz uh, when you lost some car keys. I, thought me, and, I thought me and you were both getting fired. No, 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 no. <laughs> I thought it was going to be me because my when I, when I realized we you weren't camp. pranking me, yeah. that's when my heart dropped because I couldn't understand how I lost a whole van. It was parked it right was, there. And I said, I lost the whole some, thing. Some context. Scott and I ride together for Spring Blitz. Uh, and we'll be doing that again this year. Looking forward to it. We always have good chats. Yes. And Jalen uh, will be joining you all on Spring Blitz this year. So. Yeah, that'll yes. be exciting. So you won't lose you, your keys. So if yeah, you uh, have thought about joining us for Spring Blitz, please do. We're going to have a lot of fun. Um, but, uh, yeah, so Scott and I get to the hotel first because um, – Everybody else was like stopping and shopping or whatever. And straight shot. Yeah, we just went straight <laughs> to the hotel. Scott wanted to take a nap. I wanted to get a walk in on the treadmill. Uh, so we got there, and Scott and and we wanted to get there first for a very specific reason. My man Scott, his number one weakness in life is double tree cookies. Yes. They're amazing. They're absolutely amazing. They're amazing. Absolutely. Is this you? podcast is actually sponsored in part by Doubletree. Go <laughs> get your cookies. Everybody get a good sponsorship <laughs> right now. Them cookies I mean, hit me, hit me up, Doubletree. I'm happy yes. to help. Um, <laughs> but So we get there, and Scott's like, we got to get there and get the cookies. Um, and so we got there, and Scott was so – so we get there, and Scott was driving. So he puts the keys down because we got to check in. So we're signing, handing cards over, signing whatever. And they give us, and Scott was so excited. They give him a cookie before he even checks in. Absolutely. Within thirty seconds, that cookie's gone. Yeah. Um. I mean, like, I don't even know if he took a bite. No milk. Like it was, it was ridiculous. And so we get there, and so Scott's so excited about his his cookie. They give him an extra one because he's that excited and that like hyped up for these cookies. And so Scott is in cookie coma, and I don't think anything about getting the keys from Scott because Scott was driving, and so I'm minding my own business. Mm -hmm. we get the text message from Mike and Dinah. I'm like, all right, it's time to unload the vans. Where's, where's y'all's van at? And so I was like, oh, okay, I'm coming down. And I went out to look, and the van was gone, like completely gone. And then Scott gets there. I said, Scott, where's the van? He goes, oh, shut up, man. You're pranking me. Like, no, we're not doing Again, this. Again, going back to the office pranks. <laughs> uh, and he's like, he's like, stop playing. And I'm like, no, like, I legitimately did not have the – like – you were the last one to drive. You had the keys. Mm-hmm. And I said, I don't know where this van is. And he goes, and he like checks his pockets. He does that whole like stereotypical thing where you like pat yourself down, like trying to be like, <laughs> where are my keys at? And we were freaking out. And Dinah let us hang in the wind for like 15 minutes. Like I was legitimately about to, I think she ended the prank when she saw me about to call the police to file a stolen vehicle report. Um, and then she was like, no, we found them. And I was like, oh, God. Because Scott had left them on the counter because they handed him the cookie and he threw the keys down and yeah. didn't care about it. The, the cookies, cookies was more important than the keys. Absolutely. Yeah. It, it was a, almost an $18,000 cookie, <laughs> right? What do you think of the, the cost of the van? Yeah, it was, it was about to be an unemployment cookie, too. <laughs> it was that close. We were in Tennessee for our travel and we went to the Double Tree and Scott was like, oh, my God, these cookies. And I was like, Okay, like me, I'm just thinking they're a regular cookie. No, they're not regular. They're no, 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 no. First bite, I was like, now nah, I see why you hyped these cookies and up. They be warm too. Yes. I think that's what gets me. They be warm. <laughs> I know it's it like sounds so fat. What is. I'm saying, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like when the hot now sign is on. Yeah, that's like, that's that. I got a funny story about that too. When me and my homeboys we were working out. And this is back when we were working out heavy and when Scott was a college athlete. Yeah, yeah, and. Doggone it, we got finished working out. So we was like, we just got our checks, work study checks. And 
we went to go to Papa John's to get uh they had like a sale for like a seven dollar large or something. So we all got our own largest. We all got our own largest. But then like as soon as we pulled up to this light on three oh one, anybody from Rocky Mountain, North Carolina know what I'm talking about, this light at three oh one. And we pulled up to the light with a Krispy Kreme. When you make a right, you go right into the Krispy Kreme. We pulled up one another. We pulled up, and the hot light just came on as soon as the red light. And my homeboy looked at me. I looked at him. No word said. He just made a right. <laughs> we went and got So it was pretty much a glutton day that day. I will tell workout you, was thrown down the drain that day. I will tell you that them double tree cookies, you eat like three of them, and that is your suggested calorie intake <laughs> for the day. <laughs> So it's the thing about food, uh, Jalen, you know, first year on the road, any food places that you would recommend to listeners that you kind of uh, found as you were traveling this year? Because I know Mike and I gave you a bunch. So I think mm-hmm. Scott gave you a couple. Scott's horrible. He uh, gave you chain restaurants. I have no hole-in-the-wall restaurants. that. I, well, I do have a couple. You remember the Ladybug Cafe? Oh, my God. Shouts out, Ladybug yeah, Cafe. that was good. <laughs> the restaurant beside our hotel in Tennessee? The Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> That's a funny story. Okay. All right, y'all. I love to have fun. I love to eat. And I like to joke and make jokes as well, too. So uh, I'm one that's very straight to the point as well, too. So, yeah, uh, I took Jalen. We and Jalen went to Texas Roll House because I wanted their rolls. Anybody that ever went to, uh, been to Texas Roll House and had that cinnamon butter with those rolls understand what I'm talking about right now. So the waitress brings the rolls out. And within the first five minutes, me and Jalen devour these Go. rolls. <laughs> devour. And she was like, you guys want more rolls? I was like, bring two baskets. <laughs> <laughs> so we devour the rolls, and then we get our big entree. And then next thing you know, she had the nerve to say, do y'all want some dessert? No. Mm-hmm. No. no, no, no. Did you not just see me eat a whole field <laughs> right. of wheat? Did you not ask for another uh, basket of rolls at that point? No, I, we actually, this is the sad part. We went back like a couple of days <laughs> later and got some more rolls. He was like, you just want rolls? That's it. No, yeah. I don't want nothing else. Just let me get some mm-hmm. rolls. Put the cinnamon butter on the side. Then my old greedy fat self had to make sure the butter was melted properly. So I let the steam for the rolls while we went back to the hotel melt the butter. And I just poured it. It was so bad. Yeah, I destroyed my calorie count that day. <laughs> that whole week, matter yeah, of fact. That whole week <laughs> we, was, we was full of food. Full of food. What are um, some other places? Uh, McCall's Barbecue. Patrick recommended to me out in the Goldsboro area. And I went straight after my fair. And oh my God, I was in heaven. I missed the hush puppies, and I was right there at the rolls, and I was yeah. I still don't know how you missed the hush puppies there and their whole section of bread product. I don't either. Rolls, them rolls. Exactly. I seen the rolls, and they were the like hot and fresh out the pan, and blinded by the rolls. Blinded by the rolls. That is what I was doing, and I ignored the hush puppies. Yeah, McCall's is all you can eat barbecue and seafood buffet, and it is just you gotta be you gotta be careful when you're on the road though, because you go to a place like that and you eat real good, and you've got to go to a fair, and then you're like trying to answer the most basic question and be like. Um, do we, do we have biology? I, I, I'm thinking about barbecue right now. I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, I just like, I'm just trying to stay awake. Like, yeah, the, we probably got it. Like, the good thing is my fare was that morning. So I was able to eat afterwards, oh, nice. but it was down the road from my hotel, but it was a struggle getting back. Cause I was so sleepy after eating that good food. I just wanted a nap and I was like, Oh, this is going to be trouble. Yeah. All right, guys, so we are about out of time for this segment of the show. Jalen, thank you for joining us today. It's been so much fun getting to know you. Thank you all for having me. I enjoyed it. We'll be right back after this with our student spotlight with Patrick and Scott. 
future catamounts, don't forget that your chance to come and visit Western Carolina University is coming up on Saturday, March the 21st, as we host our final open house event of the academic school year. So make sure you come out and join us for a tour, get a chance to meet with professors from your areas of study, a chance to meet with campus partners, and much more. So come and join us on Saturday, March 21st, for our final open house of the academic year. <laughs> And welcome back uh, to our podcast this week. I am Patrick Frazier. I am Scott Cooper. Josh is not with us at this point, uh, but in his place, we have two of our Entourage tour guides, and I'll allow them to go ahead and introduce themselves. All right. Um, hi, my name is Mackenzie Rucker. I am studying recreational therapy, and I have a minor in psychology. Um, I'm from Shelby, North Carolina, and I'm a senior here at Western. Hi, my name is Jessica McIntyre. I'm a junior here at Western, and I'm a classical voice performance major. I'm from Morganton, North Carolina. And the look on Scott's face when he heard classical voice performance major uh, just kind of startled everyone in the room. (laughs) I guess we got to get someone to sing before they leave here. And you have a microphone as well, too, so there's no excuse. You can laugh. It's cool. You can laugh. So uh, kind of diving in, uh, you're both tour guides. So what is it about being a tour guide uh, that you enjoy uh, as having, you know, as one of your like jobs or activities on campus? I think you get to learn more about the school. So whereas before, I really honestly had no idea where anything was or um, the resources that we have on campus. Um, now I know where to go and what I have available to me, as well as I can tell my friends and anybody who might need help finding something. I would also say like interacting a lot with people that are not only interested in the school, but even people on campus, like you get to know a lot more people. Okay, well, that's good. So another quick question. Uh, what would you say, being that you guys are what we people would call old heads, OGs in the game, being that this is your junior year, what would you say some advice to a freshman just to kind of think, if I knew this from the beginning, what would you say, make sure you do this? Don't slack. Like, that was my problem as a freshman. Make sure you stay on top of your classes because you don't have people, like, on top of you to do it. Uh, I would also say get involved like as early as possible because there was so there's so many things that I'm involved in now that I really wish I would have started earlier because now everybody knows everyone and in the beginning I felt kind of like kind of because I kind of got in late to the game so so what are some of the things that you're involved in that uh, might be unique activities to be involved in or things that you would recommend for prospective students to try to get involved in when they enroll. Well, for my major, we have a club, and so it's really helpful to be into that, but that doesn't apply to everyone. Um, But I do go to Delight, which is like an all-girls ministry, and so I kind of came in last year, and everyone knew each other, and it was a little awkward getting in, but now um, we know everyone, so it's a lot easier to just like hang out and have a good group of girls like that. Uh, For me, definitely... Since my major is music, getting involved in like the choirs and getting to know the people in my classes really helped a lot in the facts of you don't feel so alone in what you're doing and you get to learn with other people and kind of know that they're going through the same struggle you are. Okay, okay. So we have rec therapy and also classical music as you guys' majors. If there's one thing you could say that stands out about your major that you say, this is amazing, this is why I love it, what would that be? It seems like you already know that. Yes, I knew 100%. We offer a lot of service learning courses in recreational therapy, and so you actually get to go 
instead of just sitting in class and hearing about this is what this is, this is what this is, this is what we can do to help, we actually get to implement those things. So I went to a camp for individuals with autism and I actually got to implement stuff and see them like the way they reacted all weekend and rather than just hear about it, I got to see it firsthand. And now we're going to the Hermitage, which is not that too not too far away, but we get to go and do groups with them and do uh, progress notes on them and figure out, you know, how we can help them with their goals and everything. I would say for me is at a lot of other schools that I considered before I came to Western, uh, getting to know your voice professor and who you do lessons with was not an option. Like it was like maybe once every two weeks, but at Western it's once a week and they're also your advisor. So you get to know them like really well and they become a big part of your life. So I think that's something that like really stood out to me in my major is in why I chose Western. So outside of your major, what is a class that you've each taken that's a unique class or kind of a fun class that you would recommend for someone to take? Uh, you know, like for myself when I was a student, I took bowling. Uh, Jade, one of the students on uh, last month's podcast, uh, took skiing. skiing. Uh, so what's, you know, something unique or different uh, that you take or that you wish you would have taken that you've known other students to take? It kind of goes into my major, but I took a psychology class that was perspective of disabilities. And for a lot of people, they don't get they don't get uh, experience with this kind of thing. And so we got to plan curriculum and these individuals got to come and actually be involved in the curriculum that we prepared for them. And then now I'm a co-author of curriculum because of that class. So it's pretty cool. Class I took last year that I had to take as my upper level perspective was philosophy of law. Mm. And I would just say it was very interesting because it's completely different from what I do. Um, It was a lot of reading, but it was very interesting because it was more of like a after you read and you went to class, you had more of a moral aspect and they would ask you, do you agree with this law? Do you not? Why do you think it was even set in place to begin with? That was a really cool class. What's a uh, one professor that's kind of had an impact on your uh, educational career? It doesn't have to be your advisor or professor that you've had for a lot of classes, but just someone that like really stood out as, for you as a professor. Mine would be Debbie Logan. She's one of my professors, and I've had a lot of classes with her. But she makes sure that you know that she's there on a personal level as well as if you need any help with class. Um, I went to a camp, again, with the autism, and they some issues went down, and she totally took that, and she turned it around, and she made me feel like everything was okay and that she was there for me no matter what. Mine would also be in my department, William Martin. He is my voice professor and my advisor. But not only has he like taught me so much in my musical aspects, but he's also completely been there for me in regards to anything else that was going on. And he's very much there for all of us students like that. So I would say he's had the biggest impact on me professor-wise. Okay, so let's dive into a couple things that you enjoy the most about campus. So if you had to pick... Your favorite restaurant, including the cafeteria on campus, what would that be? Chili's. Chili's? Yeah, I second that. Okay. If there's one thing you wish you could bring to campus, what would that be? Uh, You're going to laugh, but cookout. (laughs) (laughs) I know that's probably not going to (laughs) happen. 
Unfortunately, it's just a short drive away. You're right. You're I mean, right. cookout is if we could get a Chili's on campus, you you, you never know. Right. Cookout, maybe. Come on. <laughs> okay, y'all not might not know what it is, but it's Fazoli's. Do you guys know what that is? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be real. I do not know what that no, is. So it's it's like a pasta place kind of and you they have like a drive-through so you can drive through and get pasta but it's really good (laughs) i'm assuming that's in morganton Mm -mm. where is it at they have one in columbia south carolina that's even further okay yeah (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah it's more of your uh, major city chain yeah i would tell you this there's a place um called too flat too fat to fly in south carolina that i really want to do where they do a lot of mixed southern creations so the chicken, I have mac and cheese infused in it, collard greens infused mm. in it as well, too. Yeah, it's definitely a fat thing. Um, <laughs> so, okay, so if there, so you would want to have that on campus. What is, oh, you said Chili's. Chili's is your favorite restaurant. So last thing is, um, out of all the events that take place on Western uh, through your first three years here, what would you say has been your favorite event that has taken place? I really enjoy the Tunnel of Oppression every year. I think um, it's a really good way for people who don't see those things every day to be put in those positions. And I really liked when they did the one about a disability, of course, you know, rec therapy major. But they made you put one arm behind your back and you had to do like everyday things like that. And so I feel like a lot of people didn't realize that they do have such a hard time. But I think a lot of people become more sensitive to the topic and they actually have conversations about these things after this event happens. Mm -hmm. And I feel like every time there's really, really great topics that they pick. Okay, that's a good one. That's exactly what I was going to say. But my second would definitely be Valley Ballyhoo. Mm -hmm. Um, Because as a freshman, I didn't really know that many people when I came to Western. So that was a really great way when I came in. Uh, I immediately got involved in club sports and it got me like in contact with a lot more people that were a part of campus and it got me more involved. So when you look back at your time at Western, say you've graduated, it's five years down the road, looking at, you know, the years you've been here, what is one memory that you will look back on? Doesn't have to be in the classroom, could be something in the residence halls, just just something like one memory that you're going to look back on five years and be like, I'm so ex- glad I did that, and it would have only happened if that had been a Western. And open house can be number one. It's totally fine. <laughs> open house can always, be number can be one. Giving tours is number it's two. It's totally yeah. fine. <laughs> one, two, always. Okay. The admissions so office is number, number one. Yeah. Number three, okay. <laughs> uh, so last year, they had a phone party on campus which I have never heard about, but that was really fun. Uh, they basically had music and there was like foam everywhere, but it was really fun. And it just like, I can be like a really closed off person, but it like forced me to kind of get out of my bubble. And it was really fun. I love it. <laughs> I love it. So now you'll be ready to go on Ellen's game of games. And yes, like, oh. exactly. Yeah, I love it. I love it. I mean, I feel like I always go back to my major, but I just love it so much. Um, I don't feel like I would have found recreational therapy had I went somewhere else because I didn't come in as recreational therapy, but I saw people and I was like, that's pretty cool. And my stepsister graduated from here in the recreational therapy um, program. So I was like, I can't do that. I can't really, you know, act like I'm the same person or whatever, but I feel like they did a really good job of welcoming, welcoming us in and giving us all, all the opportunities that I feel like I would not have I would not have had at a different university and all the service learning that we do 
I don't think I would have been as prepared for internship or even taking the exam um, that we have to take to be a, a recreational therapist. Okay, okay. So just to get to know you guys a little bit more outside of campus, we're going to play a little small game called This or That. Just basically, do you prefer this or do you prefer that? Okay. So let's start off. Hamburgers or hot dogs? Hamburgers. Okay, that was in unison. That's great. <laughs> cake or pie? Cake, cake. Okay, all right. Football or basketball? Basketball. Football. There we go. We're trying to get y'all <laughs> to disagree on something else. Uh, quesadillas or tacos? Mm, tacos. Mm. I don't know. That's a hard one. Probably quesadillas. Mm, tacos. <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, tacos. Okay, okay. Funnel cakes or I forgot what I was about to say. deep fried Oreos? Deep fried Oreos? We could do that one. Funnel cakes or deep fried Oreos? Deep fried Oreos. I prefer deep fried Snickers. Deep, whoa. That's another. <laughs> that wasn't even an option. I'm going to tell you something. Somebody told me a story about, was it you, about Fat Albert? Yes, yes, yeah, yes, so, yes. Um, yeah, I don't. Y'all got some stuff out here. I just want to say that right now because I've never heard of the rat named Fat Albert. And I'm assuming that's the place where you had your deep fried Snickers. I did. I did. That is a lot of calories. And you're talking to someone that consumes a lot of calories on a day-to-day basis. Okay. Well, um, that concludes that. Um, that caught me on guard with the fried Snickers. So, <laughs> sounds good, though. <laughs> So only have, you know, a couple more months left in the school year. Anything that you're looking forward to over these final uh, weeks of the semester before graduation hits for our seniors in May? I'm excited for the Tuck River cleanup. Yeah, I'm excited about that too, but I will be going on internship next semester, so I'm excited to apply and hear back from those places. Well, that will conclude our podcast for today. Scott, do you have anything to add? Uh, stay blessed, everyone. Um, I'm definitely going to look forward to these deep fried Snickers now. <laughs> so on behalf of Scott Cooper, Josh Thompson, and myself, uh, thank you for listening, and we'll catch you uh, next month on our April podcast uh, as we wrap up the spring semester and look forward to our summer semester. So thank you very much. Be safe, everyone. Go. Cap.